the obelisk. The obelisk is the key. Good evening and welcome to the obelisk. Tonight's guest is Amy Hollum. Hollum? I forgot to ask you how to pronounce it. I apologize. Hollum? Hollum. Hollum who is an audio forensic expert who helps victims of directed energy neuroattacks and targeted individuals. She is a TI leader for Florida TI Daily Day Rally, and she spoke about her work at the targeted Massachusetts Northeastern Conference call on August 5th. I don't know what year. Recently. <laughs> Amy, welcome to the show, and I'm sorry for messing up your lovely resume. Oh, doing? that's all right, Jerry. I'm doing well. Right. <laughs> you did a fantastic it, job. Uh, <laughs> we're we're low key and yeah, casual that's here. What everyone says, but uh, well, it's a pleasure to talk with is. you again, Amy. And um, another shout out to Solaris Blue Raven. That's how I heard Amy first, and we love Solaris here. I do a Solaris show with her. Awesome. Yeah, she's a friend. And so I guess to get started, Amy, let's just give you, uh, give you the floor so you can give us just a, a bio of who you are and what you're doing and why this work is so important. Okay. Well, first off, I do um, audio analysis work, and I created a forensic process that's called subliminal acoustic fingerprinting. And what that process does is allow me to capture subcarrier, subsonic, subacoustic, subliminal ranges. And that is anywhere from the average hearing level down to a negative 195 decibels within those ranges. Now, when and I analyze those, though they have radio communications in there. And a lot of those radio communications are lead to different types of military projects, directed energy weapons. They deal with pharmaceutical companies, bioengineering. It's being able to capture all of the data transmissions uh, from sending and receiving and I could analyze them and bring them up to an audible level and actually hear what the criminals or perpetrators are doing to that person or their body, in a sense, with the directed energy weapons. A uh, little bit about me, I have my uh, BA in digital forensic investigations. I got double honors in there. I went to Computer Systems Institute School with for business management. And I also have my associate's degree through uh, in art and science as well. So um, when I help the targeted individuals or people who are being directed. These are people who are getting hit with directed energy weapons or are being stalked, harassed, or have had people attempted murders on their lives and are being followed or through some form of video voyeurism. So there's a lot of hacking information that is involved uh, inside of their network system too. So the clients come to me for help, and I try to prove their situation of what they're experiencing through the audio analysis and the thermal tomography that I do with the thermal imager, and I could identify the physical wounds from the directed energy weapons on their bodies. 
And you're working, you're involved in a big project right now, if I recall, it's in Belgium. Yes, right now I'm involved with a ICATOR lawsuit. We have about 190 members now for that nonprofit organization that are starting a class action lawsuit out in Belgium. And this involves any of the victims that are around the globe on a global scale. And what we're trying to do is create laws and prove the nanotechnology, the biosensors, the uh, microchips inside of the body systems, and the harassment with the directed energy weapons, which are considered crimes against humanity and also mass genocide on the population on a global scale. So as we get here in, in the beginning, let's look at some of the stuff that might be going down for people that may not be aware that they're somehow entangled in being targeted, whether they're with a group, an organization, or individually. And I'm wondering how common is it with people, how common is it for people that are just in association with other people to get lapped into being targeted, like through groups? Well, a lot of them are targeted individually, but they belong to different groups and nonprofit organizations. A lot of the family members are on an individual basis. I'm sorry about that. And so when they come That's to it, me shows for help, over. <laughs> I'm kidding. Got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, te I'm completely teasing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so. I forgot the question. <laughs> the, group there, or personal? Group or uh, personal? A lot of it is all personal. It's based off of jurisdiction and within side of the states too. So each state, um, each client belongs to a specific area or region. So even there are collective and similarities through different clients that I have noticed and but they do not correlate because they're not in the same state or the same jurisdiction. So a lot of it, if I'm analyzing somebody out in Europe, I'm gonna find more information probably on the British Royal Military projects. I'm gonna find more information on NATO or the war, what's happening on Ukraine. Or here in the United States, I might find more information on the US companies such like Pfizer or Verizon Tech or Verizon Power, uh, Roku, Zoom, uh, Netflix, them streaming in or hacking into your accounts. I'll find more information about uh, the U.S. military and like HARP associations, DARPA. So every client kind of has differences, even with the weapon systems that are being used, because each type of study or project that is being worked on are working on different components, whether it's for the eco project where they're working on solar and uh, satellite communications, or whether it's a BlackBerry project where they're talking more about your cell phones and your devices, robocalling, robohacking, um, or the blue dot network. The blue dot network has to deal with um, the IEEE and IANA and the mass network system that is installed already into our infrastructure. 
So that could be anywhere from your cell towers to the radio towers, to the 5G towers, to Bluetooth capabilities, 2.4, <laughs> um, 4G, BLE technologies, IoT devices, all of that network interconnectivity has to deal with the blue dot program. Uh, there's another Galaxy project, which has to do with biopharmaceutical companies, and that it also is in cooperation with Ukraine and the U.S. So also John Hopkins Medicine as well with Pfizer and Verizon, or Pfizer and Viagra, actually. So that is dealing with the Galaxy project. And so each project has different types of components. And I probably know about 30 to 40 different types of military projects that they're working on. So before the show, we were talking about a bank account situation, and we don't want to name names there, but it was... I've been told that um, somebody got charged in their bank account through a check that is posing as a student loan. So they they got access like it was being um, siphoned out legally, like how sometimes the government will do that. They got access and they took money out and it was not a big amount, but the information did not pan out on the check that the company was not a student loan company. And when they, the bank account and that person were looking at this information and called this number and all this, that person's name was being said, but based not by that person. So something had mimicked it like an AI voice or something. What is this going on? What What is that kind of hack? Well, the mimic mimicking of your voice would more lead to voice recognition software and HCI technology system, which is human controlled interface systems. That is your Google speech to text, your text to speech um, interface systems, and where the company like Google will collect your voice structure and they can use that to manipulate and create an artificial simulation like a bot or through a voice generator or voice modulator system and they can actually use your voice and mimic and access into people's accounts if that's how you have an encrypted a lot of that also has to deal with bioengineering and biosecurity like your fingerprints on the screen um that is your bio data that like meta is collecting, Facebook is collecting, Google is collecting, Twitter, and all the major social media accounts. Is So as we're moving into these different types of hacking that are going on and this kind of stuff that is getting more sophisticated, especially when we're looking at the biometrics of it, what how's this moving forward? Because this seems... This seems frightening. And also it seems, Amy, part of an agenda to get people deeper into the digital world through deeper types of biometrics. It, it really is a part of the planned, like a pandemic, you 
might say, they want everything onto a digital side. They want everything digitally created so they can manipulate and control everything. Once everything gets into a digital access like bank accounts, there's no way to stop them unless you have IT skills, hacking skills, or programming skills, you're not going to even know how to defend yourself even against cybersecurity attacks. And actually, the government is also trying to make everything into a satellite connection only. That way, they won't be able to use any of the electronic devices or create like an EMP attack through. But if you think about that, if everything goes digital, and there's a complete wipe of the entire system, nobody has any account on your money. Nobody knows how much you had inside your bank account. You can't prove it. You're not getting receipts. Where was your bank transfers going to? Your email address? Those are wiped clean too. So they could basically wipe you out of the system and wipe you off the face of the planet without you even realizing it. And they can force it with the programmability of that digital currency to restrict what you can buy, where you can buy it, et cetera. So you'll be, you're basically getting your, <laughs> building your own prison if you use this system. And you know, it's going to be sold to us as it's a convenience. It's so convenient. But yet they're manipulating the society right now to where you're forced to go that route. Yes. Even when you're flying on planes, now they gone through and only put in facial recognition systems. So uh, it's getting harder to even fly. They're forcing you to download applications on there because they don't want you using the kiosks to print out your ticket anymore, or they charge you an additional $25 at the gate. All of it is a money creating scheme to wipe us out and to bankrupt us basically they want everybody homeless they want everybody dead they want the middle class basically gone because the elites or the higher up are going to be able to control everything um so there is a bad this is all horrific how they're running it and we got to create those laws now in order to protect us, especially when it comes to things like our data. Um, cybersecurity crimes have increased by 600% since Biden just got into office. And that it, and there's no VPN. U.S. Senate right now is trying to block VPNs and make them criminal. That's only one form of security that we have. So you take away the one form of security that we have, then we're left with open network systems and anybody could hack you at any time. And, and that's a, I would argue, a false sense of security there with VPNs because unless it's private and you're, you own the server, you have no idea where that data is going. It could be intercepted at any point. You know, we don't know who owns these VPN companies. How many are there? Like hundreds <laughs> you know who owns well that goes into looking into the server that you're purchasing to hook up your vpn to exactly. or you could do a, like a bouncer and bounce it from one location yep. to another yeah. I, it's it's crazy but yes i know and there's also oh, something else i'm gonna say Just trying to get vpns i forgot i'm sorry the one thing i didn't write down you were talking <laughs> and reminding me of something else in addition to vpn oh the, the most scary thing is that 
uh, Kamala Harris is the AIs are. Oh, really? That I did not know. Yes. She has been put in charge of all AI things. So. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to go. About as good as she the border. She has any technology. <laughs> I know, for real. We need, a la- we need her laugh in one of our sound All bites. she knows is the manual <laughs> technology. I agree with that one. <laughs> so what, so as they're doing the CBD thing, CBDC. Right. Did I, did I get that right? Y'all CBDC. Yeah. Um, and it looks like we're going to be forced into this. Amy, how do you see this playing out with the loss of control and all that? What What are your thoughts on all that? You've kind of touched on it, but could you elaborate further? I think that most of the states are going to come in and fight back a lot of them if they want that type of currency with inside of their state system, they will make it mandatory or not. I know New York right now is testing it. They're going completely digital. That's why a lot of people are leaving New York City. California is about to roll out some laws on that as well. Um, That's where I see this going. I see basically more in-house fighting and division within our House of Representatives and Congress and no rules or regulations are going to be passed and it's going to basically leave the people helpless. And so as we were talking earlier with the the whole thing where people won't, there'll be no record of where their cash went or anything when they're trying to move this forward. What about people with assets like um, portfolios, like 401ks, the average person that is in a corporate job has? Those assets will be changed into a uh, digital currency as well. They won't leave any banking industry. If you have a loan out, all of that will go digital. If you got a, all of it will be through the bank associations. And the banking associations have choice of who they want to contract with as third-party contractors. And you will be forced to either pick their companies, which will all be based off the federal agencies. If you notice that they have DC at the end of it for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I, I did think that was funny. I really did. I was like, okay, this is layers of the jokes on us. Um, so as as we're looking at this future that's really coming around, people really need to fight back. Now is the time. This idea of how how manipulated could this get? So say the full social score system is online. I mean, it's there. It's all underwritten. It's been there for a long time, but say we're in that more than we are now. And they've come in with this digital currency and they've changed everything over. How how easily is this going to be manipulated? So you are a dissident or you are anti this or that. What is there going to be any recourse? So Say you get on their bad list, your social score goes down. Is this going to be tied into your financial structure? I 
believe most companies it will it will affect them uh, they will either be forced to shut down because they won't be able to access their accounts or they which basically means they lose their home their licensings their permits whatever they have for any type of business even um like google maps or uber lyft all of them will be tied in together to the major companies and corporations uh basically google uh, is controlling the internet now they have full control over the internet what you could see what you can't see if you've noticed you're looking things up they're going into the chat uh chat gpt am i correct on that I haven't really looked into yes. it a lot. Yeah, yeah GPT and GPT, chat GPT 4 just came out. Yeah, I haven't really looked into that. Um, I'm not happy about it because even Microsoft or Bing, uh, those web browsers are going into the artificial intelligence, HCI programming standards. And uh, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of positive benefits on HCI programming, especially if you're blind you're deaf and you need to use the computer system to gain information on there that's what those components are supposed to be used for but when you're stealing the people's voices and you're stealing the information and you're sending bio signals from the computer system to attack the body or read heartbeats or read um your blood pressure that is when it gets invasive and that you should have full control in my opinion at least you should have full control of not only of your personal body but your mind with the neural link systems that are coming out and your uh, your data sorry yeah no <laughs> you're actually right data. <laughs> and you brought up yeah. a great point with the neural links um the same way that we will be corralled into using these technologies will be used for neural links in the future as well because for instance they're going to phase out cash because more and more companies will be incentivized not to accept it right there'll be a point where banks won't accept cash anymore <laughs> for deposits like that whole that whole thing is going to go away in 20 years within 20 years is my guess so we're being corralled into using these technologies, the ones that they want. And the same thing is going to, and, and they do that by incentivizing companies to, to, do, to use that tech. And eventually more and more will use it and it'll be harder to find places to not use it. So you'll be forced to use it to use those services. The same will be true of the, the BCI stuff, the, the neural interfaces. Companies will be incentivized yeah. to use it. People will start using it, and then more and more will, and it, you'll, we will be corralled into that future if you, whether you like it or not. And that's where the neural link and the mind control technologies with the directed energy weapons and the targeted individuals all come into play because the neural link through NASA or Langley, I might say, um, as well. They're using this technology right now. Now they're beta testing it on all of the victims, on all of the clientele. And they're what they're releasing into the public is not really what they're telling what is going on behind the scenes. Uh, these people did not 
are not getting paid to test out these products. They're being tortured every single day, and they're being used as child human sex trafficking rings as well. They sell these using cryptocurrency, and they buy the weapon systems from, like Elon Musk, Neuralink, and then they allow them to use that weapon system on your a person's private parts, their breasts, their genitalia, uh, their rectum, um, or even force and manipulate movements through the neurons within inside of the brain. So, and Elon Musk just came out two weeks ago stating that he can produce orgasms within the neural link systems. Now, if he's admitting to that, then you know that they're selling that equipment to the people to use that device, whether you want to have that orgasm or not. And I know that's a gross topic, but in reality, that's what is happening to the victims that I'm helping. And that's perfect technology to put in a sex bot. <laughs> to trigger that in you when you have your your BCI, so yeah. <clears throat> that thing, the the testing, what you brought up reminded me of a um, a lecture I heard from. I think it was Catherine Austin Fitz talking about entrainment. This idea of entrainment through signals, through frequencies. I wonder if that plays into this as well. Um, I really don't know a little bit about her work. Can you explain it a little bit? She was at a conference. I don't remember if it was military or corporate military or MIC or whatever, but it was a, a new technology, that, and this was 10 years ago, a new technology they had come up with called entrainment through the use of audio frequencies that they play that are in, basically inaudible. They could get people to do certain things. And and not just like as a deterrent. They could make people happy. They could make them sad. They could change their emotions. I'll try and find the link to that lecture and send it to you. But uh, it's, yeah, really, okay. it's really fascinating. And it sounds like it ties into what you're talking about. Because I think their tests were only on military people and the military industrial complex employees. And this sounds more like it's moved into government employee uh, I'm trying and, to and, look it up right now, and it says it's with the uh, synchronization of organisms to an external rhythm. Does that sound about right? That is one way to put it in a really dry way. Um, that has to deal with, well, at least by what I'm reading right now, it, has, it says it states with biomusicology. Okay, so they can produce... In order to make a neural link connection, they have to resonate a frequency that matches your frequency. So they actually use frequency generators to produce that same tone. Or they could use a music generator, <clears throat> uh, kind of uh, music, musical tones to connect to the neural link technology systems or a chip. If you have a chip inside of your brain or you're being remotely accessed, they could use those musical tones to connect to that chip. And those tones, every single tone, pitch, resonates a specific frequency as well that connects to your spinal cord and actually can facilitate out to the different types of organs inside of your body. And that's all through the central nervous system of down your spine. So in terms of entrainment, I'll have to read more up on that, but that is my understanding and 
comprehension of that technology okay. and how they're using that technology. Oh, cool. Uh, I just found the link to a podcast. I put it in our chat. I will also put it in. The... I think that was the interview that I'd heard where they talked about it. So go ahead and bookmark that. Okay. That's cool. And the other thing I have can wait. I'm <laughs> I wanted to let you talk more before I brought up Havana syndrome. <laughs> So I don't. I want to know if that's part. Is that one of your one of the tests? One of the experiments that's being done is what what the media is calling Havana syndrome. Let's right. get into that. Okay, so uh, the media calling it Havana syndrome. Now the doctors are actually not uh, um, giving. Uh, what is it, medical diagnoses to that. Only if you came from Cuba and were in a federal employee will they diagnose a person now with Havana syndrome. So uh, there's only four main doctors. One is John Hopkins Medicine. The other one is uh, Dr. Hoffer down in Miami. There's one, I believe, in Pennsylvania State. And the other one is in Illinois State University, I, I believe, in Chicago. Um, so they, those four colleges are studying the effects of Havana syndrome. But there's a problem because each of the colleges are running different tests. So there's no comparison from other doctors that can prove their diagnosis, their theories, or their thesis, basically on what they're writing with the Havana syndrome. Now, Havana syndrome does have to uh, does correspond to my clients and how I help them with the directed energy loops. This is usually through my thermal tomography that I've been identifying the directed energy weapon systems. Um, a lot of them have maser wounds, which is microwave and laser technology combined along the temple and along the frontal lobes and along the great articular nerve and the auricular temporal nerve and what they do is resonate the ear canal and they go inside of the hollow tubes and the hollow tubes are actually where the acoustics and the sound can amplify from the weapon systems so if they're using a tone generator or some point of voice to skull technology they're going to vibrate that hollow tube in order to produce those sounds and so we could hear them and they could actually change the pitch and do volume control with inside that nerve and the facial nerve as well. Um, what I've been finding is they go through the vestibular and through the cochlear region as well. And the temporal lobe and the temporal bone goes into the audio cortex region inside the brain. And that usually hits with the Wernix area as well and then connects to the occipital lobe. Well, the occipital lobe is where your optics are for your eyes and how you see. And there are cones where we see in RGB. Well, RGB is also like a PAL standard and a national television standards. That's how we get to see the pictures on our screens, our LED screens, our computer screens. So basically, they can send that signal in that data transmission and they could actually input and output images inside of a person's brain too through the optical lobe in the region. 
So um, in correlating to Havana syndrome, though, it's more of the effects on the facial nerve, the hollow tube, the cochlea, the vestibular, and the resonating chamber inside of the ear canal. So uh, when I do my thermal tomography, I look for heat signatures and I identify the different types of weapon systems in uh, the locations of those nerves and the brain portion of it. And then I do analyze their whole entire body from top to bottom to the bottom of the feet. That, that, that idea of uh, distorting the visual cortex I mean, they could distort reality, basically, and project anything onto your cortex, right? And then basically whisper in your ear <laughs> from afar, right? Right. It could be anywhere with inside yeah. the world. As long as they're hooking up to your network, they right. could be from Africa tapping into our computer system, and we wouldn't even know. Exactly. Um, this reminds so... me. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It reminds me of... Uh... A book I read a long time ago called Camellio. It was about a targeted individual. Uh, he was basically the Navy was harassing him to get back some equipment that he'd stolen. And <clears throat> the shit that he went through was crazy. Like he was seeing invisible dwarves in his house kind of stuff. Like perceiving them but couldn't see them, you know. Uh, the, the, his, his house... Um, and this was apparently he was completely straight too. So this, he thought his house was like bigger on the inside than it was outside. You know, on the outside, when he looked out his picture window, he didn't see a street. He saw some other, like snowscape stuff like that, weird stuff like that. And the author actually had tracked it down to a corporation called SAIC in San Diego. Was the techno had had developed or owned the technology that was able to produce this. And this was like 15 years ago? It was a while ago. So I can't imagine what it's like now if they were doing that back then. It, it is exactly like that. If mm -hmm. you think about it, that's all your CGI or animation yeah. technology. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, your blue screens, your green screens, a lot of that could get connected once again through mm -hmm. your computer system mm -hmm. using a CLUT software. And then you can easily upload an image inside of a person's brain or even manipulate the lenses. Mm -hmm. uh, you could... Uh, disrupt even the color signatures of a person's eyes yeah. if you get into the pigmentations of it. Uh, it could go into deep, um, uh, uh, deep <laughs> deforming? Deformation. Deformation, thank you. When uh, they're deforming and manipulating a person's MNRA and DNA, and they can manipulate the genes and actually deform a person uh, mm -hmm. physically, uh, by even connecting to the, uh, I believe there's a thyroid, uh, hormone that, uh, pr is produced in females that can be manipulated. And that's where kind of transhumanism comes into I play. I was just going to say that <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is all prepping us for transhumanism. It really seems that way. That's crazy. All right, those are all my questions. <laughs> what? So let's talk about this idea of how they can get in and manipulate your physiology. So the eye, the eyes 
started me down an internal rabbit hole here when you just said that. So they can manipulate your eye color and the curvature of your eye and all this. A lot of that would have to be with the beams of light that they're using, like with the laser technology. And if you want to obstruct a person's vision, or if you see stars out of the corners of your eyes or little uh, gray floaties even. Oh my God. So, and then what other kinds of control can they take? So we know, I know from talking to you and listening to you with Solaris, um, you know, I know that they can come in and they can basically rape us and all this stuff. I know that you've gone through this. What other kinds of things can they do? Can they step in and, um, so I, here's here's the scenario, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but can this technology give us the um, turned on person out in the realm that goes all of a sudden crazy and does a shoot em up at a mall or something? A lot of that could be a form of manipulation. Uh, it could be with the mind control technology if they were diagnosed with some form of schizophrenia or paranoid delusional. Uh, with those type of diagnosis, a lot of that is mind control technology system, and you have to look at who that person is in the background. A lot of my clients do have connections to the federal government or are veterans that have fought for this country. Um, or they've worked for some major contractor like IBM or uh, aviation centers or NASA even. So there are, each one kind of correlates together with that. Um, for, sorry, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Well, with turning on people to do bad things in public. Okay. So like with, uh, I've done, when I first started doing my analysis and testing, I actually studied serial killers because I wanted to find how far this technology, how long ago, or what type of electronic or digital communications that I could analyze these signals on. So I try to go back all the way from video cameras and components and uh, videos. And I started with serial killers because those were the major ones out back into the 1960s, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see how far this technology has been in play. Uh, so starting with them, like Edmund Kemper. Edmund Kemper was a FBI and U.S. Army. Uh, he was manipulated. Uh, if you listen to any of his stories, he says that he just woke up, he was driving in the car one day, then one day he felt like he just had a kill on his way home from college. And he pulled over the to the side of the road and he started beating the woman to death. So a lot of that is a form of manipulation. Um, the killer down in florida miami florida uh he that Which shot one? up the school the, <laughs> I am from florida. the parkland the one, kid <laughs> the parkland yeah. okay thank you he was actually part of project reborn and project reborn when i analyzed his file 
the neuroscientist name that I found and discovered inside of the interview with the police department and him inside of the room uh, belonged to the neuroscientist that was part of the Brain Initiative Act that was hired by Obama administration. So at that time, Obama was trying to take away our gun rights too. And the two major donors were Democrats, I believe it was Clooney and Oprah, that raised $2. billion within two days, I believe, and to take away our gun rights and to get uh, and that is to take away our gun rights. So they do manipulate using the mind control technology to create these mass shootings. Now, the reason why I didn't do that with the LGBTQ uh, one with the church was because the news media only released the videos. They didn't release the video and the sound together. So I couldn't analyze that to find out if it was a false flag event or if it was planned or she, she was being mind controlled or manipulated. I have caught things from uh, 2012 uh, that they were uh, sex trafficking a, a four-year-old and they were grooming the child since he was four to do a school shooting. Um, so the mind control technology, they raise them when they're little, uh, talking like Mickey Mouse or Goofy, or if your kid has an invisible friend that's talking to it may not be an entity or a spirit. It could be the mind control technology system. When they start acting out on the parents, start kicking and screaming them, uh, or for no reason at all, like just sitting and watching in TV, they're probably being manipulated or being scared in some format. Um, so a lot of the technology is going inside of the children and they're grooming them when they're little all the way now. So if you think about we're in that era, if I found and discovered the transgender issue in the school shooting back in 2012, that kid would be within their 20s within the LGBTQ community right now. So uh, it kind of does all correlate together when we're looking at a time map, uh, especially with the analysis project and the different when they sent the recording or when they recorded it and how old that recording is does match up with the information of the current times that is occurring. Oh, man. So uh, it, it's just so overwhelming. So much of this information when we're looking at grooming. And how that can happen the way you just said it is so this can not only be done individually but they can do whole groups like say a whole school uh yes they can actually right now they could do whole hotel rooms they have access to the camera systems all through the hallways they since the televisions are all connected into one network they could live stream and hook up into the netflix accounts or the roku accounts and they can video voyeurism inside of that hotel room 
so they could do whole hotels with the smart cities and the smart technology, smart homes, smart neighborhoods that they're testing out currently with Jeff Bezos, I believe. Uh, the mesh network systems that they can, one person can host a network from a complete block of people. They could add two blocks to that. So they can target up to 2,500 people at one time. So they have full view of a whole entire neighborhood and they can manipulate each neighbor uh, when you're fighting with who. Uh, who put their fence up on the wrong side? Who painted what? Uh, parking on the wrong side of the street. You you start fighting with your neighbors and it creates a hostile environment, uh, environment and where more people become divided instead of unified. Also with the manipulation with the voice to skull activity, a lot of it is subliminal. You may not be able to hear those communications, but they can be occurring on site of the background, especially if you have a form of titinitis, and that goes back into the musicology uh, with the entrainment and the musical tones and the tone generators to manipulate you that way. There's a lot of people these days talking about dizziness. How is that a symptom that could be um, tied into some of this? I know that uh, tinnitus is connected, and I think about tinnitus, tinnitus sometimes being connected to dizziness and vertigo. What, what do you have on this? Well, it's more imbalance and dizziness combined that creates the the effect because of the vibration. So when you go up and down, it, your it, the microwave weapons create a pressure inside of your body. So it can cause you to get dizzy because it's aimed at your head with the neural link connections. So it causes impairments with your balance and can cause even dizziness, headaches. Um, you will get vibrational muscle spasms a lot of the times. Uh, nausea, irritable bowel syndrome is another one. Uh, one of the signs and symptoms of it uh, more, yeah, it, it has to deal more with the balance, though, even when you're walking, if you're toppling from side to side, you take a step and then you fall over. It's because the frequencies are resonating and they're putting that pressure on different areas of your body so it cannot function properly and causes you to have those type of reactions. Another thing, Amy, I've been noticing personally in, in like in the uh, audience of the Cosmic Salon is I keep seeing a lot of people and it's uncanny now at this point coming down with diverticulitis. It's just too uncanny. It's not like one or two people. It's like a good dozen. And then when I looked around, I'm seeing it, all of a sudden you're seeing all these people saying I just had about diverticulitis. Is this connected into this? 
I really do not know about that. That's the first time I've ever heard of that disease even. So not a lot of my clients talk about that. They more talk about zapping effects, burning, itching sensations, jabbing, stabbing, um, electrical sensations, uh, tingling sensations of the nerves. So a lot of those are more on my complaint side. So that's what my focus area is on. My whole family's got diverticulitis. Not, really? Not me, but yeah. It's a bowel thing, so yeah. you know. <clears throat> I think it's, the, it's a, sorry. No, go on, Jerry. Please. No, I, go and finish. Well, uh, go on, please. No, I, I was going to say the the effects of these types of of weapons are more external and things that can be triggered by nerves, but they don't actually change you physically initially right so i don't think they could cause diverticulitis it can if it's specifically on the large intestine it's small intestine then oh if the vibrations and if it's vibrational and the heat source from the microwave or laser technology systems it can lead to damage within those areas and cause that form that type of disease maybe i it's. I guess I'm not gonna say it can happen, but the nature of diverticulitis is that your diverticuli in your intestines uh, swell or grow to a point where things get trapped in between them. Does they have to deal with bacteria building up? Um, I'm not sure what causes it, but they swell, and that's painful. Okay. So it's it's painful in your belly because you've got like sesame seeds caught in your diverticuli because those don't get digested in your stomach, that kind of thing. So it's, the, I, I think it's, a, it's an itis, so it must be a swelling or an, amp, uh, an inflammation of the diverticuli in your intestines. So if they could make, uh, I believe you mentioned inflammation before as one of the side effects, so they could pro absolutely probably could do that. Well, inflammation and swelling, even lesions internally, mm -hmm. are a side effect of it. And mm -hmm. that could be proven through different types of, of grafting, radioablation, or even ultrasound technology mm -hmm. can prove that. Uh, a lot of that has to also deal with food digestion, too. Yes. And the products that you're eating, yes. uh, if you think they're homegrown products and they're not, and they got some form of something in there that you cannot digest, then that could be causing an uproar in that type of disease. Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't actually be caused by the directed energy weapons, though. It could be through inflammation because mm -hmm. the, the way that they do it is they take all the nutrients, the good positive side and they leave all the bacteria but you mm -hmm. said it wasn't bacterial so they absorb the good nutrients they need in order to uh do either like an ionization process or high um high create hydro bonding other mm -hmm. so they can manipulate different cells amoebas nucleuses your atoms your electrons your photons and they could even see the difference in the silic acid or a base so um there are different that has to go more on the bioengineering biomedical uh pharmaceutical side so so i just had this crazy thought <laughs> you, you gotta wonder if 
the 70% of the world that's been injected with a mod mRNA or a modified mRNA molecule is somehow setting a baseline for something that can be manipulated in the future. Well, it just doesn't have to deal with mRNA and DNA. That's just only one component on it. But if you think about it, all of our medical supplies have hydrogel inside of it. Uh, there are hydrogel sensors that could be put into there. Mm -hmm. All the medical supplies, all the gauze pads, those are hydrogel. So every, any person who's had a cut or a wound could possibly, especially through Pfizer, if they're the ones producing the gauze pads for you, they can be injecting that graphene inside of your body without your knowledge. Same thing with female products uh, like tampons. Sorry, you don't want to hear this, Jerry. No, I but... don't care. I, I do want <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> those have hydrogel inside of those too. And those hydrogel sensors would be stuck permanently inside of that region. And they could perform bioengineering or sexual assaults on the person after it's been inside of their body. So, yeah, I was under the impression that hydrogels were lipid nanoparticles. They are, but they're also putting sensors inside of the graphenes. And yeah, but there's no graphene and there's no graphene oxide in a hydrogel. In a lipid nanoparticle, rather. Oh, I'm you, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, I've talked about hydrogel sensors, graphene oxide, but graphene oxide can be used. Yes, it can be used. But it's <laughs> yeah, toxic. So they're two separate things. They are but... two. I know. I just wanted to be clear about that. The hydrogels. I apologize. No, that. it's okay. You're right. <laughs> hydrogels are not graphene oxide. Graphene oxide can be put in them. <clears throat> However, it's very toxic to the human. Hence, being encased in a lipid nanoparticle. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Your body does not absorb it. However, there's no evidence that that's in anything right now today. Uh, injectables, as far as I know, the graphene oxide. There's lipid nanoparticles and everything. I mean, it was hydrogels were designed originally uh, in order to pass the brain, the, the, the blood brain barrier. That was their initial purpose for to target like brain cancers and whatnot. That's but graphene allegedly. oxide can allegedly. be created inside of your body using ether cold fusion and quantum physics. Two quack sciences, <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> created how though you don't have enough carbon i suppose you could you could create it by manipulating the oxygen and you could create that carbon and the uh, oxygen even... can be manipulated with the frequency i get you and anything anything can be made into a liquid solid or state form mm -hmm. so you could transfer one component to another so even an aerosol or like nanotechnology or smart dust, right? The chemtrails, this would have to lead, lead into mm -hmm. uh, chem, chemtrails if you so might. Um, <clears throat> Solar radiation management can... is what the YouTube uh, <laughs> sensors like, I think. I'll believe that. Yeah. <laughs> but they can manipulate the air molecules yeah. and allow you to breathe it in, then, then make it travel throughout your body system in order to get it from one location to another you know what else can change the state of matter to like liquid and gas and solid taco mm -hmm. bell taco bell yes. <laughs> and mcdonald's, and McDonald's. <laughs>
that that stuff will go right through you. <laughs> and then you take a nap afterwards. That's right. <laughs> Sleep off those carbs. All right. Comic relief is done. Well, you know, this is interesting. We talked about hydrogel in our chat with the Cosmic Salon. And it, because one of the things is, I, th I can't remember her name, Celeste something, who brought it forward really from FEMA. Um, I mean, nobody was talking about it before Celeste as far as, as a weapon. And now it's in everything from tampons to face creams and all kinds of stuff. And so it makes me wonder if with the stuff we're talking about by breathing it in and it's in our food, graph graphene oxide that is, you know, they're using it in, um, in printing and stuff that's, that, you know, we may be eating as well. It's getting into our bodies. And with the impregnation of the amount of hydrogel people are putting on just through cosmetics and lotions and tampons and all this, you know, it makes me think of this conductive, the conductibility of it. And that, that seemed to be where my head was going with all this, Amy. Am I off track here? No, a lot of them have an agenda against reproductive. A lot of them believe in mass genocide or even killing off the fetuses or wounds, uh, depopulation, population control. And that's the mentality of the people that are using these type of weapon systems on the people. And even the hair products, like even dyeing your hair, that does have aluminum, that does have lead, that does have mercury, and it does get absorbed into your skin, whether you think it's just the hair follicles, a little bit of those goes towards the roots of your hair. And as it grows out, it becomes the natural color again. But those toxins you are getting inside of your brain and inside of your body system and can be easily manipulated. Uh, my most recent one, uh, discovery was Viagra. Viagra is owned by Pfizer, which I didn't <laughs> know. And it wasn't until I found the Viagra tech company doing bioengineering and using that to manipulate the body system of, and they were attacking the pancreas and the colon of the victim. This is, it, it's so nefarious, all of it. I had heard some years ago what, something that made me stop dyeing my hair and um, about, you know, even when you're going to a salon and they're doing it just next to your scalp, but I was old school and I would just buy the dye, whatever it was, and just slather it onto my scalp for years. And I think a lot of people do that. But the point is, even if you're being very careful, it does get on your scalp. Therefore, it's penetrating into your system. And this this is very dangerous because they're weaponizing everything. So the dyes in and of themselves have long-term effects. There's um, all kinds of studies now about hair dyes and, and balding in uh people because of the long-term damage and all kinds of stuff there's all kinds of scalp skin cancers now that are attributed especially with red dyes and um and so now in our modern age if they're throwing in graphene oxide if they're throwing in other nasty agents i mean what gets people 
what gets people to buy products? Vanity is one of the biggest sellers, makeups, hair dye, you know, all this stuff. And tattoo ink, right. Tattoo ink, all this stuff is at play. And I think most people aren't thinking on this level. And so with some of this work that's coming out from you and others talking about all this, it, it's, uh, it, it's disturbing. What what do you think about uh, the tattoo inks and then also this weaponizing of hair dye, Amy? Well, I think a lot of people need to start researching the products, no matter what it is that you're buying, and find out who they these companies are relating to, and uh, who are their third party contractors, and who are belong to a corporation. Because it's going to be the main businesses that are going to be more highly involved, because they're your lobbyists inside of at least for voting and political agendas. Uh, especially with the lab-grown meat now. Now they're starting to release that, and I believe that's out in Oregon. But they're trying, even through the mainstream media, they're pushing an agenda for you to eat this lab-grown meat. And there's no ways to know if it's real or if it's not. Not only that, the, the, the way it was approved, it does not have to be labeled is this what you meant? Probably it does not have to be labeled as lab grown meat. So anything, if you see in the store just says beef, <laughs> it doesn't actually have to come from a cow anymore. Right. And you have to look up those different companies like CRISPR is going to be one of the main companies I know that are behind it already. Um, C-R-I-S-P-R. R, right. CRISPR-9 is the current yeah. innovation of it, yes. And they're the ones you have to find out who. Is it going to be Tyson Meats? Is it going to be? And that's where you need to start doing your research and finding out because the po our political side does not want us to know. They want us to ingest all of this. They want us to eat and eat bugs and they want us uh, i'll go fishing every day i'll shoot the squirrel <laughs> i'll go to jail for shooting a squirrel <laughs> in my i'll get a food stamp card <laughs> girl in my opinion i don't think it's necessarily the politicians it's the agendas above them i think most of our politicians are oblivious to what's happening they they're really clueless on a lot of things they don't read studies. They have no idea. Like, I guarantee you, every congressperson would be lost in this conversation we're having right now. Because, oh. yeah, they just, they're, they're just clueless idiots. So I don't see a lot of them directing this. I'm not saying not all, all of them, but most. Well, believe me, they are directing it to a certain extent because those, they're the ones granting permissions, like yes. the FDA granting permission, uh, Monsanto releasing a, a million mosquitoes that uh, give females mm. infertility. Yeah. Uh, they're granting the grants, they're, the funds, mm -hmm. they're supplying it to the companies and corporations to do these human experiments. So if you don't believe that the politicians know, they know. They have money invested and that look at Pelosi and yeah, the in-house spending with the stock. Absolutely. It's 
I'm, that's I'm, how they manipulate the system and they control their funds. Yes. Meanwhile, desoluting the rest of us. Yeah. At least to my opinion. And yeah, it, it, it is a tacit a, approval by granting funds and whatnot. I agree. But I don't think, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think a lot of them have the vision to, or the capability to see, to look that far ahead or the critical thinking skills alone to say, this is the end game for, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying most of them do, do not. Well, inside of the audio analysis that I do for my clients, mm -hmm. I can say that I have caught over several different senators and governors that do know about these technologies and whether they're connecting to the child human sex trafficking side or whether they're uh, connecting to the uh, business side mm. aspects of it. So they do have connections. Like I know um, I captured Rob, uh, Governor DeSantis's name. Mm -hmm. He was more on the business side. He wasn't on the sexual uh, sex predator side. Marco Rubio's assistants. Uh, uh, Como, when he was in office, he hacked my computer system after I found out that a uh, client in New York of mine, um, I captured state and federal funding and that it was approved through the state in New York. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, Como uh, hacked my computer system and I got evidence of that. So, uh, there are, uh, let's see, uh, the, there are other governors and said Pelosi, I've captured Pelosi's name out in the California side. Uh, and, uh, the governor down in Ted Cruz as well. Well, he's not the governor. Oh, sorry, Senator. <laughs> yes, I, no, I, well, you might have been Greg Abbott's Texas governor. <laughs> so I did capture Ted Cruz's name involved with that, too. He didn't, uh, as far as I know, he was more on the business side, too. Uh, he was more comment, but it, it wasn't a voice signature. It was just the people, the perpetrators or the criminals talking about those names and who they were working with at that time. Gotcha. So um, a lot of them, I can, we can prove it through specific companies and corporation because that was through the Texas water supply. Mm -hmm. So I believe that Ted Cruz had a part with the Texas water supply and they were putting a toxin inside of the water. Nice. Yeah, it's called fluoride. <laughs> no. That wasn't the name of the toxin. But... I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, and I'm not kidding. I was kidding, but I'm not kidding. So, oh my god. So, so, uh, so I'm curious now. So, is your audio analysis akin to body language analysis, but of audio? That kind of that kind of thing, or do you have specific conversations that you listen to, or is this? You know, all the communications, it. all the communications or conversations that I listen to are embedded into that recording. So you could take like a regular cell phone, mm -hmm. right, and make a recording of your house, just mm -hmm. walk around from room to room. Mm -hmm. And whatever is on that recording is what I capture. Okay. Now, so that is what I analyze. So if you started in the middle of a conversation, I don't know that information prior. And then once you ended it, I won't know the continuation right. of that. 
So those become embedded in there, and those are the radio waves, the, them hooking up the satellite connections, the data. If you look at your um, iOS models, all of that information from your transcripts, your packets, your application systems, all of that information is what I'm capturing. So sometimes I can identify the servers. I could identify the I could identify all the frequency ranges that are uh, being used for those communications. I could identify whether it's coming from a satellite or drone or airplane just by the frequency ranges alone. Um, the spectrums will prove the quadrature amplitude modulation systems, the vector fields that they're using. Um, so I could find out if it's a mobile operating network system or if they're using a mobile electrophone or a ham radio or a virtualization station. Mm -hmm. Usually virtualization stations are for gaming components. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where the streaming comes into play. Mm -hmm. uh, the different types of simulation for their flight radar systems. So all of that information from the ISO model, I can capture and get information, even the data transference. Now, I am creating an application. Uh, and once it's completed, it will be released to the public, uh, where you will be able to live stream these communications in real time. And inside of that, there are INF files, what what's called INF files, and they send messages back and forth from that's usually on the child human sex trafficking side. So I could identify the messaging systems, but I can't demodulate and decrypt them. But once the real time application comes out, I should be able to intercept and then demodulate and decrypt them. And we should be able to identify the messages and the locations of all the child sex trafficking rings and the instructions inside. Nice. So hopefully, um, so there are some problems with my technique, but at, there is a solution to it too. And just to be clear, INF files are not the info text files that, no. that Windows throws everywhere, right? Those are separate. Well, they can be depending if you're using a uh, Windows operating systems, mm -hmm. but if you're using something like Linux, and this has to deal with the digital forensic investigations side too. Uh, whenever a messaging system or a message is transported from point A to point B, usually with inside the packet, uh, it will have an INF, which has to deal with AC, uh, ASC2, I Ask, believe. ASCII2, yes. E2. And from there, you can decrypt the messages inside. So you're saying that there are there are audio components to a text file? It, sh it shows the text files. It shows that because I'm capturing the data transmissions too. So, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, the text files are the data that are also in the same uh, packets uh, along right. alongside the audio. Right. I got you. So the messaging you. systems do they can be captured in there too when they're sending and see, receiving the data, which actually shows up as the INF files. Yeah, and I just, I, I run Linux at home and I only have a couple. 
I have files, so. But they're. I need to talk to you more, Jerry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you're both tech people. I have uh, abandoned all commercial operating systems like 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm still learning. Uh, I've got my tails. <laughs> I'm still got still got to learn Linux and Python. <laughs> Python, you got to get really high to program in Python. <laughs> I know, I know, like I'm a level one in comparison to all your level fives. <laughs> like I, I know your CSS, I know the C plus, I know JavaScript, I know the HTML. So I'm learning, I'm learning the basics still. JavaScript is the language of choice right now for some unknown reason. It's like the stupidest language to write code in. Ban Java. Java is even worse, but <laughs> yeah, but like our company, my company, the company I work for, we've basically all of our front-end stuffs in JavaScript and TypeScript now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so it, it, what's the Java that they banned? They stopped? No, 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 no. Java is, okay, so Java is like a regular programming language like C++. No, uh, I, I, I get that, but yeah. I, I thought I read an article saying that they will no longer allow it to be used. Who? I thought I saw that too. Who, who won't let it be used? I don't know. I think I we could, gonna we have could to, probably I pull it I saw it like three years ago. <laughs> I I swear I saw that too. I no. I hold. I know this is what you're doing. I know, Jer. So yeah, you're out there in the field. A large chunk of of our software of our application is Java. So I mean, I it's it's never been quote unquote banned, as far as I know. You might be thinking about like JavaScript in a browser being being banned, or that was the article then. If it was years ago, it might have been ActionScript that you're thinking of because they banned that. They didn't ban well, it. it maybe it was the, with the JavaScript and Microsoft because I remember Microsoft was going through uh, creating windows 10 or 11 applications and then they released all the files from microsoft up to seven for linux mm -hmm. up or they wanted it open source and right after they released that 99 percent of their data was stolen <laughs> awesome <laughs> i hate when that happens to microsoft <laughs> Think like that, if they wanted it open source. <laughs> I know I know that uh, many systems have stopped supporting older versions of JavaScript. Uh, there's this thing called ECMA, ECMA, which is, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but it's a standard organi standards organization. It's like ISO, but for computer, for computer programming languages. Okay. So I, it might have been JavaScript then, because I thought it was Java in general. And I'm like, no, I thought they banned that. I thought they were discontinuing it or something oh, along God, those no. lines. No, like, no. no. How are it's, they going to do that? It's, <laughs> it's in the top three programming web web programming languages right now. Java is, and JavaScript's like number one. Now, in a lot of my pro, uh, when I hear the communications for the perpetrators, a lot of them use Tails. Tails. Oh, the operating system? Mm hmm Or that it's like a Linux based uh privacy security. Is that what I'm thinking of? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, okay. 
Yeah, I am. I've I am familiar with that. There's also another one too, which I can't think of the name of right now. But, but yeah, I've heard of that. Never, never. Well, it's fully that. encrypted. It has a firewall in place yeah. and a VPN in place. You have to hook it. Make sure that you hook it up to a Tor browser. Yeah. Um. Usually for anything, they have usually password management systems installed into it. Mm -hmm. Other application systems. That's why I like Tails so much. Um. It's also a simplified version for beginners. Yes. Too. And it's a great way to learn before you move to a bigger system like Linux or Python. What? Uh, well, Python is just a programming language. Linux is the OS. What? Uh... What window manager does Tails use? I can look that up. Never mind. I won't burden you with that. I have a question here, and I don't know if you're set up to do this, but do, are you able to give us a couple audio examples of what you do? Oh, sure. I actually have a couple. I do not know if it will play in my Zoom. Um, do you want me to put them in the chat for you? Um, it would be... If like yeah, if Jerry that. could play them, like let's get a couple samples out so people can see what you're doing I, and understand it. I can't. I know I gave them to. Uh, I thought I gave. Did I? I think it was so, probably it was Solaris. So, I, I heard. I heard them well, on some show you did. I'm not. I can't remember. It well, might have been Solaris. You can give me the links, and you can also share your screen and play them if you want. I will not, I do not have that set up the way that ah, I would okay. play them is through my, it, and it won't be connected through Zoom. So, okay, well, then just give me the links. I'll put them in chat. I can't really play <laughs> because I, I don't think I could play them, that people would hear them. So really, I'm so, this I, is I, sad. I could try, I could try. Let me, give me the links. I'll, I'll try it. Let me <clears throat> because what I heard was I mean it was really riveting the the detail and I, I was just I was very stunned by it and it's it's next level as far as the stuff that I get just editing and messing around with what I called audio artifacts and now you know that's your work and others like look out for charlie and stuff has changed my my life as far as just as an editor and so now i've been messing around deeper and it's just been incredible the stuff i'm hearing oh yeah uh, a lot of them are also overlapping communications mm -hmm. so if you clean them up further and it, it all you got to pay attention to those frequency ranges too because if one person is transmitting on one frequency and you have multiple next to it they're going to overlap each other and they could create a different sentence than what really is so there is a form of manipulation there uh you have to make sure you identify the tones and the pitches and the voice structures too to make sure that you're pulling out each statement separately um i am really trying to find a way i'm hitting my attachment type or paste link here so you're emailing them oh you want me to email them? no no email. if they're on the web you could just put a link in chat I don't know where where they are. Okay, I'm going to email them to okay. you right now. 
I will pull up my ammo. Thanks everybody for coming and chat. Yeah, hi, hello everyone. Got a cult priestess, Suzanne, Lynn, Lenita. Oh, oh. Amanda Pomander's here. It's her, her daughter's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, little baby Amanda. A happy birthday, daughter of Amanda Pomander. River Sony's <laughs> here. Oh, Rufus Rivers. Cat's here. Noel Everybody's Jeanette. here. So, so, yeah, we got 30 people listening. This is excellent. It's so nice that you're all here. Yes, we love you all. Thank you for coming. We do. I love this oh, audience. JP's here. Justin Stevens. Oh, okay. JP, um, JP just lost his mother oh, recently. Sorry. It was very tragic, and it was very, very fast. Michael, Sad, I didn't. So. Ask, I didn't. Michael Cisternos here. Sister, Ni sister Nino. Well, hello, Michael. I love me some Michael out there with the OG music, the 80s music makes me always think of Michael. <laughs> also, so Amy, while you're doing that, I have a question here. Can this kind of fuckery affect the temperature in a room? Uh, they can remotely access the temperature and through the room like through a smart meter i'm just wondering like so a specific room so say your house is all uh you know i don't know the, the i i'm hearing stories and i've i'm hearing stories where rooms a particular room in a house will get all of a sudden just be super hot not cold but hot and this is something I'm just wondering if this is a digital thing or is it, I'm not sure, but it's an anomaly I'm hearing about and there are enough people talking about it that I have to consider it more than a coincidence at this point. And it sounds microwave-like to me if you're changing the temperature. Well, they, they can manipulate the air, but that's the first time I've never heard them talking about manipulating the temperature i've heard them remotely access the temperature thermometer but not inside a single room now the only way that i could probably explain that would probably be, be through the electrical grid system uh what type of fluorescent bulbs they have and if they can manipulate enough energy into the light bulbs or your appliances whether it be your stove or microwave or washing machine or washer dryer, your refrigerator, all of those have built-in smart components. They can increase the temperature that way uh, by just accessing the electrical grid system. But usually that would have to follow with some form of flickering of light. And then you also have to question them, is it an internal burning sensation or is it a temperature drop? Or does it feel like a temperature increase? And can you go from one room back into that original room and feel that temperature difference? So I uh, would need to know a little bit more information on that, but that's the first time I've heard of that complaint in general. Well, it's kind of new. And like I said, it's now becoming something I'm, I'm getting 
a lot of people talking about this specific thing and it it ties into a lot of the pressure drop stuff too like the pressure in a room will drop and i'm wondering you know what all this is i have another question here though about how so people living off grid are the, is this everywhere are we safe anywhere is off grid even a help at this point there are some locations that are better than others like being out in the cold a uh, colder state is going to have less effects on microwave energy directed towards your body system and they need to boil your blood at, at a low boiling point and in order for them to create an attack on your body. So when you're in a cold environment or using ice packs or cold water bottles, it will it slow your blood circulation down to where they cannot boil it fast enough in order to formulate an attack. So colder areas are actually better than living in a high temperature state kind of like well, florida in comparison to like colorado or the rocky mountains well that's good news i'm a northern girl in washington so <laughs> alaska is looking better every day i'm in florida i've only got five clients in uh, alaska so <laughs> <laughs> so see this is positive <laughs> that's a positive result <laughs> jerry did you get the files yet I forgot all about that. I sent stay, the email. They're sent in your email, so stay with us, Jer. <laughs> mm, not yet. Also, I didn't get him yet. Remember when sending an email was fast? <laughs> Did you send it to my personal email or to the show email? I'll check both. Or nope. you can drop them in the chat, our private chat. I, d I did not yet get them. And you're muted, Amy. Check your check your spam. Check uh, your spam. Usually, I think it's in your business one because I had the link to the show and that was the last email I opened up. So I just did a reply and an attachment to it. Uh, uh, let nothing me... in spam. Are you able, Amy, to put it in the, the chat here on Zoom? Um, no, I'm they're not, not online, right? Uh, no, they're on my computer, but it's not allowing me to formulate a, a, an attachment. Um, of course. Find it. They're trying to stop you at every... It only says Dropbox, Google Drive, or Microsoft SharePoint, and I don't use any of those. Oh, because they're, well, <clears throat> they're so big, you can't attach it? Is that what it is? Uh, no, they're short clips. If you just... Uh, what, do you use, what are you using for email? What's your email client? ProtonMail. Proton. Oh. Proton. You can't just drag the file onto the email and drop it? Well, on her end, no, she says they're in sent. in the Zoom chant. Yeah, on my end, it says I sent them. Oh. Um, I'm saying in the chat room, yeah, it you... only allows me to do it through a Dropbox, that... Google Drive, or yes. SharePoint. Yeah. So I can't upload a document anymore. 
All right. Well, I don't know where they are. I'll keep an eye out for it. See the changes that they're making, people. <laughs> so just curious where they went. Um, let me re send them. I also want to look at the idea of firewalls. So it's apparent, we talked about this earlier when, and I think you and I also, Amy, talked about this on the, the Cosmic Salon, where once upon a time, we used to be able to do searches and there was just like an infinite number of pages, like it just could go on and how it bottoms out now and how censored we are within within the United States, but I even think in micro pockets uh, as well. And a lot of people, I, I've mentioned this to some people that I just have basic interactions with in the world that I see on a semi-regular basis. Like, you know, people at the market, when you're checking out, you're used to seeing, I'm in a small town and they're not noticing it. And of course, I'm not expecting them to notice it, but it, you know, I notice it. You do a search and now you have like three, three pages where you used to have, you know, hundreds and, um, and then the censoring of material that's coming through. Is this something that plays into anything that you deal with? Do you know about all this? I do know about it, but it's not really playing into the information that I collect along the targets. Now, it, that is the controlling of information on there, uh, on the websites. Sorry, I'm just sending this again to you, Jerry. It says set. Okay. So when they're trying to create like a fact checkers, everything, and it's all going to be government controlled. And a lot of it has to deal with their data and who pays the more money to have their page up to the number one spot in comparison to a level where it used to go alphabetical. There are different types of web browsers out there like Pale Moon. Uh, Pale Moon does a great job and finding information. I never have any problems with trying to identify different types of research that I'm doing. I get different documents for it. Uh, another one would be um, uh, there was a new one. Is P-A-L-E-M-O-O-N? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've never heard of it. M-O-O-N spells moon. <laughs> yeah, but I just have never heard of that browser. Yeah, uh, that's one that I use a lot of times for it. Obviously, I still have my Chrome and Microsoft. That way I could open up PDF files and different types of video components that I have to analyze. What's an AFI or a WAV format or MP3, MP4, or a movie or a JPEG or a GIF, any of those type of formats. Um, so you have to have usually Chrome, Safari, or Firefox, I believe, uh, in order to open those. 
So those are some of the web browsers that I use. I use Pale Moon a lot when I'm doing research. And the good, good thing about Pale Moon is it's not uh, based on Chromium, like so many browsers are these days. It's uh, mm -hmm. based on the Gecko engine, uh, a fork of it, which is basically Firefox. Or oh, okay. old Firefox. Back when they old. were back when Mozilla was cool and didn't sell out. <laughs> and that's hundred percent true. All right, I got these files. Opera is another one that I use. Opera is good. Now, Opera, I think, is based on Chromium. I've always liked Opera. I like Brave. Oh, I've never used Brave. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check. That one That's out. the one with the lion, isn't it, Jer? Yes. Mm -hmm. Opera, so are you Opera is be... based on Chromium. So, and being, you... being based on Chrome, sorry. No, I was just wondering about those files that I got them. Amy sent. I got them. I was geeking out there for a second. Uh, the Geek Chrome... out. <laughs> <clears throat> so Chromium is an open source browser kit that you can build a browser around. It has all the guts. And then you put your user interface on it. Google Chrome uses Chromium as its base. And so does okay. Brave. And so does, I think, Safari does now and Microsoft Edge. So a lot of browsers have adopted Chromium as their and That's core. why Microsoft has gone downhill in a lot of theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Chrome has gotten very bloated. It's not, I mean, when it first came out, it was a wonderful browser compared, you know, since we only had Firefox and IE was like our choice for, for browsers back then. Um, and Netscape too. Uh, Chrome really was so fast and agile and quick and just pulled pages up so fast. And now it's like, but I'm not blaming Chrome for that. I'm blaming more for the, the bloatware that, the page loads take on, on modern websites today, there's like a 10 megabyte download for each page, that, you know, just to get the code running. Anyway, I'm, I geeked out. I apologize. Uh, which one should I play first here? Uh, do the spit at the perps. All right. Hopefully everyone will be able to hear this. Share sound. Share. All right, here we go. I got downloaded first. Could you hear it? So, yes, I heard it. Cool. I don't know if. I did too. Do we get an amen from people in the chat chair that heard that? I played it twice, just so everyone. Yep, they heard it. Cool. Okay. So explain that one, Amy. Okay, that was actually one of mine that I pulled when I first started doing the analysis. I only shared mine. I didn't share any of my clients' information because I have to keep those client privileged. So that was from a recorded phone conversation of mine that uh, actually had the police department from Orange County that was uh, eavesdropping into my 
a phone conversation when I first came down to Florida and I was at work inside of a parking lot waiting to start. And um, uh, the communications were, they were mocking me and making fun, saying spit at those perps. I was saying, I'm like, I really don't like these people. I don't know who they are. They're perpetrators. And uh, that was a comment in relation to my statement. So spit at those perps. So where did this recording come from? It was from a phone recording that I recorded. I record a lot of my phone conversations because it proves hacking inside your operating system Mm -hmm. and somebody eavesdropping on your phone calls. Plus with my business, I have to protect myself a lot of times too. Um, Although Florida has rules, we're not allowed to record phone conversations. I have to tell people, but um, when I could pull those communications out from the phone conversation from one person to another. <clears throat> so what I'm, what I'm just trying to figure out, I, I don't understand rather is, is this a background layer that you're pulling out? Is it something that someone actively said to you on the phone or is it like, okay. So yeah. hacker, the first part of their components that they hack into when is your cell phone is your microphone component. Mm-hmm and uh, your video components. Mm -hmm. So when they have that system installed into their computer systems and they have Microsoft or headphones on uh, while they're eavesdropping or listening on to it, those communications get trapped because they're using the microphone components on there. Now, they believe noise cancellation can cancel out those communications, but in reality, sublimity subliminally they're still there Mm -hmm. they're just on a different range level so because they're hacking into your components is why i'm able to capture those communications and it all has to deal with the step processing and it has to be done in a specific order and if you don't have that specific order you're not going to be able to capture these communications okay but they're injected into the audio stream that you're hearing it's not something that someone speaks at the other end of the phone is that is that accurate well that has to deal with threshold points and let me rephrase that it's a third party that's manipulating the audio it's not the person that you're speaking with on the phone who's doing it right okay right okay Okay. so they're coming into eavesdropping on a conversation so I, if I was calling you but it would on phone conversations it's only on my side i won't be able to pick up perpetrators on your side because of the interface system and the software application has to be installed into your interface right so i wouldn't be able to know what's going on your side of the conversation only my side of the conversation got it cool all right which one next uh i could just go down the line yeah just yeah, go you down, could the go line. down the... this one is their volunteers six their volunteers now their volunteers it's so crisp that is actually from uh the same phone conversation that is the dispatcher from the police department uh talking about a stalking unit that was following me and she was describing who 
the stalkers were that were following me into my work. And every single night that I worked, I was a, I do professional balloon artist work and I make balloon animals at restaurants and tables for children and things like that uh, for extra income. And uh, they would follow me into the restaurant and every single one of them were like groups of tables of six officers or they were whether they were on duty or off duty, but they would send in private teams or undercover detectives as well. I saw, I got a videotape of a officer coming out in civilian clothes in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts coming out of a police vehicle and walking into the restaurant that I was going to meet my boyfriend at for dinner. Yikes. Yikes. Okay. All right, let's play the next one. Next one is You're Right, Though. She's a path, I'm sure of it, right? Now, this is a little raspy, and it might be uh, quiet because they were using a voice modulator. So mm-hmm. this could be questionable to a lot of people, but I'm interested in hearing everybody's thoughts and perspectives. So. <laughs> I'm going to play it again. Wow. It's it's almost like you picked up that uh, that person having a conversation with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of that is them talking about my audio work. Yeah. Uh, because I do, and I do have good guys on my side, and I don't know who those good guys are, but I'd like to thank them if they're listening. <laughs> thank you, White but, Hats. <laughs> thank you, <Yes>. White Hats. <laughs> they know that. But um, when I was first learning my audio analysis and trying to contact, I, I did contact the DOD, the CIA, the FBI. I contacted all of them, even the president of the United States, letting them know that I was capturing these frequencies. Because technically, by law, you have to uh, notify them and let them know that you're capturing signals, and they have to give you a letter to either or, or cease and desist, or you're allowed to continue your work. I never got a cease and desist letter. Hmm. So <laughs> that gave me inclination that I was allowed to continue my work. Um, but that was when a lot of the officers first started uh, tracking and tracing me. And that was them saying basically that I was on the right path that, and I think think those were good guys because I capture a lot of information on child human sex trafficking rings. And some of my clients now I'm capturing the communications of drone attacks of uh, some federal agencies going in and, and attacking these bad guys. So, and that's a positive sign. And this is <clears throat> all, all communicated through piggybacked auto, audio signal? And what's the main line of communication there? Like what, if, if, if the, the sub band that you're describing has the nefarious shit on it, what's the main line doing? You know, you know what I'm saying? That's hard to explain. Okay. Uh, to what is it piggybacking? It's 
piggybacking the operating system of the electronic device that they're hacking into mm-hmm. and the radio connections or the tower connections. So when you're transferring a phone call from one place to another location, mm-hmm. they are intercepting that through some form of middleman attack or intercepting the signal, and then your phone would connect to the caller. Yeah, didn't they have, the cops had a device which could do that too. I forget what it was called. Uh, well, you're. are you thinking of an ISM? catcher like the stingray the stingray that was it that's what i was thinking yeah but but i'm not saying that this was stingray type technology but similar in nature it's similar but a lot of them because of the bluetooth connections Mm -hmm. and the cell tower connections a lot of them are intercepting it based off of a person's network whether you're on an open access port it could be Mm-hmm. So it kind of all depends on how you're connecting your device, whether it's through regular data transmissions or you're connected to Wi-Fi. Uh, if you're connected to Wi-Fi, they're going to sit behind the WAN network. Mm-hmm. And that way they intercept the outgoing packets. Right. They're inside the firewall, basically. Right. If they're on the WAN. Yeah. So I'm just confused and I apologize because I'm not getting it. The... There, these conversations, what what we're listening to, were recorded off of a broadcast, like an open air broadcast, or was it in a private conversation that you were having over your phone or over the computer or something? Or that is a that one is a recording from a computer software application like Audacity. But the scope here is like when you say when you have people record the rooms right you can pull in this information in the same way because uh or you can tell if they're being interfered or uh intercepted yeah a lot of these are radio waves and radio transmissions okay so you with directional purposes so you just pulled them out of the air with your equipment right okay okay cool that's what i want to know and and that would make sense if they intercept the cell tower broadcast or what have you, or or your Wi-Fi, your router, they could just jam that signal in there as a sideband. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. All right, the next one is this one. I'm not going to front load everyone so you can make up your own mind. Oh, my God. And again. Now that's we go in the red room now. Uh, play that again once they know what the statement was. Okay. I totally hear it. So a red room is a live torture chamber for children, although the FBI says that red rooms don't exist and they're not real. Oh, come on. Black Widow taught us that they exist. <laughs> <laughs> So, we, you yeah, know, you believe Marvel, everything the FBI tells you. <laughs> Marvel is total disclosure for all the black programs that are going on. And if you don't understand that, then you just do. Is, you just learn uh, 
when they're transmitting these a lot of times through the electrical grid system, through some form of artificial intelligence, they use voice modulators. So they can add or a voice changer into their microphone headsets. So they could add like a vibrating effect. They can make it sound like R2D2. You could sound like a chipmunk or I can make my voice sound like a deep male voice or a, a little kid's voice. <laughs> or Mickey Mouse, or I mean, there's over a thousand different types of settings. You could even add tremble to it. You mm -hmm. could add a, a, a Vox signature, a, a wah wah effect. So when you hear them, you can auto tune. Like, yeah. And that has to deal with the bioacoustics and the tone generators too. When they're transmitting the frequencies, uh, with the directional antenna systems or linear phase array systems um, and they connect with the neural link connection. So yeah, that's where kind of how it was a little raspy. So cool. I got, we got one more. What's to go. the context? I want to hear the, so before we do the next one, oh, what is the context of this one with the red room? Because this stuff is so riveting. And I think, yeah. you know, we didn't touch on all this tonight and, um, you know, it's too late to get into all of it, but the child trafficking is a big deal. It's a big deal to me. And, um, this kind of stuff that you're onto and that you're out there working on is, I think some of the most important work going on. And so to get these kinds of uh, audio signatures, you know, with we're going into the red room now. I mean, this is stunning. Yeah, uh, the backstory behind that was actually a pizza gating file that was from 2004. And they were once again attacking the four-year-old that actually has to go back into the child grooming for the school shooting too so there was a lot of pizza gating um, information on that and then what they do is sometimes because of the subnets and how the host has their network set up with the child sex trafficking rings with their subnets they're still communicating with the main operator and a lot of times I could hear the children screaming inside of the background. I could hear them. Oh my um, God. I could hear them give instructions like go up the stairs. There's a gun on the right table. Open up the drawer. You could hear oh them instructions. God. I actually stopped one and I haven't opened it back up again because I got too scared. I was like, they're going to murder somebody right in front of me. Oh, and geez. I just couldn't um, finish it. Uh, so a lot of times you could hear them, uh, talk about tying the kids to the beds or one of them was a necrophilia and wanted to murder the child first and then rape the child afterwards. Oh, Jesus. A lot of the things they talk about the child sex trafficking rings are a lot more horrific than you could even think or imagine. Yeah. It's it's absolutely terrible. That's why this work that you're doing and others is so important. It's so important. And the mainstream that these uh, these thugs that are behind it that are in high offices are continue to gaslight and, uh, you know, by making maps, uh, minorly attracted persons legal now and uh, giving them a definition, making people feel sorry for them. 
down to making fun of the idea of sex rings and child trafficking as woo woo. And so, you know, these warriors like you are needed. Uh, so let's get on to the last one, Jer. All right, here's the last one. I'll play it again. So what's that say? And then play it again so we can. Look how bugged she got. Look how bugged she got. Oh, my God. What's that song? Oh, my God. There's actually, if you could hear in the background, there is a small male at the end, raspy, that says hit. So they were deploying a weapon system, and that was the sound of the weapon system deployment and them spotting the attack hit at the end. Confirmation. Yeah. So they do a lot of confirmation, too. Did I hit the target? No. Oh, my God. So background you could hear the thumps of it uh which would probably be a microwave weapon system uh with the sounds of that like you could hear a small little buzzing at the end if you really analyze it and put it on replay you would be able to pick out those tones but on a quick play like that you're more going to hear the look how bug she got portion other than that hit at the end so have you ever been employed to do like evp work i have uh by one person okay uh that turned out (laughs) the funny story uh it turned out that they were accessing a drone and remotely connecting to the dow speaker phone inside of it and making it talk Hmm. they were also playing um playing with the lights inside of the ball and turns out they were doing experiments with the cia and they were also after a pigeon that was worth like two thousand dollars that the owner had yeah because those drones cost a lot of money the pigeon drones yeah because birds well, aren't it was real. a real pigeon no, no, <laughs> a rare bird, pigeon apparently <laughs> birds aren't real come on you know this what so what so just for people in the world listening and that will listen later what is the difference here when we're looking at so i stumbled upon all this just accidentally editing my show you know and i i i at first i was just cutting out audio anomalies as i told you and then i just started to listen to them i'm like wait that's that's something and then i was just posting like to instagram and stuff this is an evp and then as i've gotten deeper into this after our chat and all this now i realize that i think most of the stuff i thought were actual what people think of as evps is like say voices from the other side or something are actually modern interference like what's what's the nuance here what is the what it is there something like um unseen voices from the other side or do you think they're all actually manipulations like this or bleed throughs? Uh, no i do believe in the spirit realm 
because I myself have actually captured some EVPs too. I've had some freaky things happen to me as well. So it, but you have to understand that ghosts would transmit on the same frequency ranges as the subcarrier and subacoustics. So um, when I was first trying to experiment with my forensic process, I was also playing with white noise, uh, trying to pull out the communications through white noise. And it turned out that there was a spirit uh, who was pointing at my deck of cards on them and then on the table and uh, the voice communicating and uh, he started lifting up my shirt uh, like a poltergeist almost activity. Wow. I shut that thing off so fast <laughs> and I grabbed my incense and I started going, <laughs> saying the Lord's Prayer all through my house. So <laughs> I believe I believe there are spirits. Um, have really a lot of people from that community come towards me? No, like I said, out of the 4,000 victims I've helped with this technology, uh, only one has come for me on the paranormal side. So that does not mean that they're not, do I want to work with ghosts? I don't mind analyzing them. I find it intriguing and fascinating, and maybe I'll get more information on the CIA. Who knows? Um, but <laughs> me personally, I I, I don't want to mess with things that are invisible, like ghosts. Like <laughs> You can't it's it's hard <laughs> um you have to have a full faith in god uh you in, make sure that you know exactly what you're doing before you even step into that realm and uh, i have spiritual friends that if they believe that's truly going on i send them to them i don't mess with that side i'll do the audio analysis portion for you but I'm not going to come to your house and do a full-blown EMP investigation. Yeah, that's what I meant. I, do, I wasn't. Yes, that's what I meant. I've, I have had more than one friend that deals with this kind of stuff, like the hauntings and boards and all this, that has um, gotten sick, very sick. Mm -hmm. And I've had one that died, and um, I've seen more trouble with people dealing with whatever these are whether they're demons whether it's actually authentically grandma um and you know a good psychic medium does know the difference there's allegedly there's, there's nuance here and i believe in the nuance but there is i have seen a lot of people playing with this stuff that go down in bad ways, bad illnesses, bad um, attacks, and down to death. I'm a believer in whatever that is. I don't know what it is, but I'm a believer in that phenomena as a whole. Bad juju. Mm. I believe, you know, and I, I believe in that type of stuff. You know, I believe in tarot cards. I have a tarot deck and I have my little pendulum. But I don't study witchcraft like everybody else. I base it off of a Christian religious belief system. And that's who you're opening up the gateway to. If you're more on the spiritual side, you're more going to get demons and angels than mm -hmm. you will on 
whether you're working into witchcraft, which could uh, get your Greek gods or Beelzebub's or... Baphomet. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say that tarot is not connected to the spirit realm. That's more of a divination tool. So that's all you. Yeah. So... I wouldn't be worried uh, yeah, about I don't, tarot. I don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying these these other these. I I believe that there's a distinction here, and that's kind of what I wanted to get at. Yeah. That the stuff you generally deal with, Amy, is actual real people, uh, you know, communicating or creating interference here, as opposed to disincarnate beings mm-hmm. and and those kinds of things. Demons. Right, and th- a lot of them are always connected to some form of directed energy weapon or Havana syndrome or mm-hmm. the child sex trafficking as, uh, aspect onto their children. So a lot of parents come to me for different reasons and stalking or harassment is a lot of their first time complaints of why they're feeling that way. It really makes me wonder if uh, nefarious entities aren't using this as well like they've learned how to mimic that technology Mm. and can influence people that way too because they don't need the hack to do it if they're in another dimension realm whatever you want to call it right right if you think that that is something i've never caught (laughs) like i know it's just an interesting thought my mind's Uh, gone like a hundred directions in this conversation so i'm sorry i'm still trying to get the alien communications i would love to hear something along those lines but there's, um, there's no aliens so that's probably why you can't find them but i've actually uh when capturing the information up to the satellite and the uplinks a lot of the communications are astronomers and they will get transferred out to different planets because of all the satellites that they've positioned to travel along the path so they could get that information and collect the data so they'll be in venus they'll be in the stars they'll go to the moon they'll get transported out there then you hear their they're kind of funny communications too so i capture a lot of information on different engineers programmers builders uh astronomers medical scientists pharmaceutical companies uh you could capture information on almost nearly everything but nothing on the ufos this is interesting this is so fascinating and i you know uh, i i've my heart is still breaking over the the red room stuff and that that kind of stuff this kind of meat of what you've been focusing on and it drives home to people really in a very palpable tangible way about this nasty stuff that's going on because until you start hearing the languaging and the talking most people weren't reading hillary's emails which are atrocious uh and all that stuff that came out through WikiLinks. this is really a different dimension for people to understand how some of this really terrible stuff's going on and i'm wondering what do you do so here's one thing i know we're closing out here 
your website is very good because you have a whole page of things people can do to protect themselves or tools to help them. And this is a good thing. And it, it brings a little bit of hope into a very dark space. And all of this targeted individual stuff is very dark and it's devastating for people going through all of this. This is, this, this is, I mean, some people can't live like this and they kill themselves or maybe they're, they're focused. I mean, you think you, you deal with this every day. This is devastating. And I believe people, I mean, I put that on our, on the notes, show notes at uh, Cosmic Salon about this. We believe you when you're saying this, not you, Amy, but people who are coming forward, they feel like they're crazy thinking about this stuff. They feel like they're crazy when they start to realize that it is happening to them or to their family member or to a whole group of their friends. You know, I mean, when we look at the Havana syndrome in itself, in and of itself, this happened these people have a diminished lifestyle now because of it and health problems and all this this is very serious territory and so any of the things people can do to help themselves protect themselves try to feel like they have control in these situations where you feel like you're out of control is a good thing what are some of the highlights as we round this out that you would say are great for general protection in your house in your house the number one protection is your network control your network get a router make sure that you put the proper rules and regulations in you can lower your bandwidth you could change the channel you could make sure that you hardwire everything inside of your network system that will bring down a lot of the electromagnetic frequencies inside of the house and if you use a cat six cable that could shield it to you as well you could do small simple things make sure that you disable your wps system you can some are up in debate about the ssid you could also create a dummy account um inside of your network i like myself i like using tails so that i installed into a flash drive and i use that as an operating system over my original operating system so if hackers want to get into my computer they're only going to go into the original operating system and not the interface overlay so uh having it that separate is good to use you can also i uh, mentioned lower your bandwidth you want to make sure that you lower your bandwidth to like a 20 or 30 depending on if you're an apartment complex or if you're home because you want to make sure that your frequency or are not overlapping your neighbors and that's what they want you to do is to connect to other people and make sure that it's a mesh network system so they widen the bandwidth that way everybody is overlapping their signals and that's allowing easier access into it uh firewalls are always good to use but also when you change your uh you could install snort as a debian file uh download Wireshark into your operating system, control your packets, make sure that you know you could block all unknown IP addresses. You can install uh, Rogue Detect 
rogue detecting. Um, So you can also, those are some things, but make sure that you also change the settings once you do that inside your router. You have to change the settings, not only in your bio system, like disable your virtualization stations inside your BIOS. If you're not using those components, you don't need them. Uh, Make sure they're disabled. Um, You can go into your computer settings and disable them too. And you also have to disable them inside of your browser settings as well. Uh, Make sure that you get a password management system and that will secure your home a lot better from that. Uh Uh-oh. We got Jerry. A password management system other than Google. Yes, uh, <laughs> other than Google. Uh, I like KeePass. It's free to use. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, you could also install it once again onto a USB, uh, a SanDisk, or um, a flash drive. And that way you could keep it mobile. Uh, you could also, I have a dual one with um one for the phone adapter and one with a USB port. That way I can control my password management system on both my cell phone and my computer system. So that's always good to use. Uh, yeah, last, uh, other... LastPass has apps. So does one password is another one that I use. It's good. I would, or whichever one you said, I'm sorry. What was that one? KeyPass. Well, KeyPass, yes. KeyPass is really good. Stay away from LastPass. They got hacked. Just FYI, everyone listening. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, Oh, that's okay. Um, You're you're a techie too. I love it. Um, uh, Other things that you could do, that's just to secure your network inside your home and it decreases the chances of getting hacked. Uh, Make sure that you have a PDF sense. Uh, is a great firewall, but you have to make sure that everything is hardwired into your system before you could use the PDF sense. Um, I learned that the hard way I can't get my television and I can't create a subnet (laughs) for my television because a lot of new TVs now, they don't have hardwiring components to that. And that's because they want the wireless so they can hack into the streams from your computer systems a lot of ways that they're doing it that is through the ip address and your account information that go back to amazon they can uh put multiple users on that one ip address Mm -hmm. and hack into your account and that's how using like tempest software they can do video voyeurism or see through the television inside of your room so right um there's there's very limited IP uh, addresses available, Class C IP addresses, so they're they're virtualized is best way to put it. Right. There's only one external IP address that you present as, but multiple people can present as that address because the the D slam the part of the cable. If you're on cable, for instance, Comcast, there's a, a device called D slam, which is basically a router for cable. At, at the next level up will manage which which customer has that internal IP address it's all it's all stored in the packets and the TCP IP it's 
it's it's technical and complicated but but yes right. yes the, and they can assign other users yes. to that ip and that's where they're gaining access mm -hmm. so and that is through the major companies that i was talking about which was like zoom is one of them uh roku is another one uh netflix is another one disney for all the kids and the children watching the disney films so yeah <laughs> And uh, um, one of the precautions I take personally is on my router, I always set up a quote-unquote guest network, and I only connect my devices to that guest network. So it's, it's, it's yes. not exposed to my internal network at all, and everything's segregated in the router. Doesn't, and that's yeah. talking about the dummy account. Gotcha. Because you could, yeah, that's the um, same thing concept mm -hmm. different usage on there yep. so cool. uh, i would also disable your 5g inside of your router too and five gigahertz keep, sorry oh yes five gigahertz and uh only keep your 2.4 but so slow to you it's slow but to other people you don't really need them for watching tv or listening to the radio True. Or it depends on how many devices you need inside of your home mm. and what it's used for. But in reality, you could disable it altogether. And when you hardwire everything, yeah, it's way fast. You could disable, you could disable, not only is it faster, but you could disable the 2.4 and the 5. Yeah, you could turn the Wi Fi at the same on. time. Yep. Exactly. But uh, one of the problems with that is modern, modern systems, TVs especially, don't have. Uh, ethernet ports anymore right they're wi-fi Unlike only find a way to convert it yes you can <laughs> and i guarantee a lot or, of these or buy a television from one of those old stores exactly. from the 1950s and 60s <laughs> but you can't get a signal because there's no there's no analog broadcast signal hey, anymore you need an antenna anyways yes, right exactly <laughs> <laughs> you can you can make a Wi-Fi amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> and I would venture a guess that almost every TV that's Wi-Fi only has an Ethernet port on the circuit board that you could just really go in there if you if you know how if you know electronics you can go in and add an Ethernet. Uh, I forget the name of the jack. You know what I'm talking about? The oh, Ethernet. Axel? No, no, no. The Ethernet port. The uh, 45 RJ45. All right, thank you. RJ, you could add an RJ45 to the board because that. Yes. Is, yeah. So I mean, yes, you could, you could convert it if you knew how to how to do that stuff. Yeah, that that would be like the Raspberry Pi coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even. I I would I would bet a lot of these boards have actually. Uh, you know, traces already set up for an Ethernet port. There's just not one wired to it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I've never opened up the back of the TV to find out. All I know is I looked on there. I'm like, huh, I can't hardwire this sucker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, this has been a really fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for your time and the information and Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me and letting me discuss this, getting it out into the open. And if any of your um, viewers are needing help or anything, feel free always to reach out and contact me. My email address is amysaudios at protonmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-E-S-A-U-D-I-O-S. 
and I will be willing to sit down, listen to your story, and try to help you out to the best of my ability. So, what's your website again for everyone? That is amysaudios.com. A I M E E S A U D I O S.com. And I put that link in the description for everybody. And your email address is on your website, very prominent. So, oh, no need yes. to write it down. Just go to, the, go to the link in there. Cool. Anything this else? Was, Nish? Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to say thank you, Amy, for the work you do. It's important. And uh, more people need to come forward and, and stand in solidarity of this, especially when we're talking about the child trafficking. I mean, this is near and dear to my heart. And um, I hope everyone can understand the gravity of this kind of stuff that's going on around them. And that this ultimately is at everyone's door right now. You are not exempt from these technologies invading your space and privacy. And so at what point do we say enough is enough and what do we do with that enough is enough? So Amy Hollum, it is a great pleasure to have you here and um, I just, I want to thank you and I want to thank everyone that hung in there and listened to us and the people that will listen to this when it's, um, you know, coming after the show. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, thank you for having me once again. It was a joy to talk with you and to meet Jerry as well. He corrected me in a lot of things. I appreciate the debate. I, was, I wasn't correcting you. I was <laughs> clarifying. Hey, well, I love it when you techies get it. together. <laughs> I just like to be hey, I accurate. Too. That's all. I'm I'm not an expert in everything. You know, it's so hard to focus on. And IT is such a large, large piece of interconnectivity that we just like everything just coincides with one another. And it's so hard to unless your main area is programming you're going to mo know more about programming if your main area is on cybersecurity you're going to know more sure. about cybersecurity so. no i was i wasn't trying to say you didn't know what you're talking about i was just i wanted to clarify for the audience what, what you were speaking about so it's all good cool well, thank you well thanks everyone for listening we'll be back uh i don't know when i have no one booked yet so <laughs> a couple weeks probably um Thank you, Nish. Thank you, Amy, again. It's been a great chat, and uh, we'll see you soon. Take care.